is unbelievable. That is awesome. <laughs> All the ranges of emotion for Ken. Yep. <laughs> Autumn was in there too, I think. Yeah, yeah. She had, well, a little bit. It was in uh, a laughing after you said boom shakalaka. So, all right. Uh, welcome to the Hooked Hunting Podcast. My name is Connor. I got Ken next to me, Nate Smith across the table, and Nate Height across the table from me. Um, Nate Height, first time on the podcast, as well as Nate Smith. But Nate Height is our... Um, we just got to go. I can't go Nate and Nate. What are we going to yeah, do? Well, I mean, we can call him like junior cameraman. Ju- okay, oh. junior. Okay, so junior and Assistant Nate. Assistant to the cameraman. Yeah, so you, you'll be able to tell the difference in their voices very distinctly. <laughs> yeah, one sounds really nasally. Yeah, that's, that's you. Nate Smith. That, that's Smith. Uh, yep, that's me. And that's, that's Nate Hutt. Ju- junior. <laughs> <laughs> so junior is our cameraman, um, and he, the first time that you two, Ken and Nate, ever hunted together, yeah. Um, he was there. Uh, and and how did you guys meet? Let's let's run through that because that's a, a different story. Not yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I'm gonna let Nate kind of roll with this because he was actually the hero. So <laughs> I was rolling in, getting ready to set up for elk camp, and had a little trouble with my Ford. Surprise! And, uh, surprise. <laughs> so take it away, Nate. Oh man! Well. I was just driving out from hunting in the morning, and there you were, broke down. I mean, you just looked so sad and pitiful. <laughs> yeah, per- pretty much crying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just crying there. In a fetal position. Yep. <laughs> and I just pulled over, started talking to you, see if I could help. Um, I, I think you just wanted a ride initially, and I was like, no, we're not We're not doing that. We're going to just pull you out of here. That, it doesn't make any sense to give you a ride. I might as well just pull you out and get you to where you can get some work done on your truck. So, Yeah, so, folks, I mean, this is 20 miles out of the Idaho mountains. He straps on with his rig, pulls my rig out, and gets me back in the game. I didn't know this guy from Adam, and uh, there just was uh, what I would just say a chemistry right from the beginning of, hey, this is a dude. He, he's looking at me going, he needs help, and uh, – and I'm going to help him, and lo and behold, now, here we are three years later yeah, and have had a lot of experience in the field, and uh, he's just kind of like uh, been a real uh, inspiration for us while we're learning a new area helping, but uh, with that, it's just that kindred spirit of hunters. So in the in the process of you two, like, and you pulling him out of the, the sticks, you just got to talking and got to knowing each other yeah. and we're just like, Oh, yep. we should try hunting next season together. Yeah. Yeah. We just good people. And that's, that's what I look for. You know, I, um, somebody that has the same passions as me, um, has the same values and we just hit it off and just kindred spirits, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That's Been cool. Buddies ever since. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of cool. Cause I mean, like the second time I got to meet Nate, then, um, his wife, Lachelle, who uh, um, kind of shares some same passion, and she was in the field and following Nate around or trying to keep up with Nate. <laughs> but uh, And she'll join us a little bit later in the podcast because she's with us here in South Dakota in our deer camp. But uh, so that season you didn't hunt together, obviously, because I think you had already tagged out because um, I, I think I was there for that meetup um or not no I, I was there a week later but anyway yeah um but so then the following season you guys hunted together right and yep. was that that wasn't this season that, no, was, that was last last year 
Okay. Yeah. So how did that go? Yeah, it was cool. Um, we rolled in pr- fairly early, the first half of September. Not a lot, not a ton of bugling, but that part of the country, and Nate knows it like the back of his hand. It didn't take long. He had us right into elk, and, and uh, Junior was able to film him. Matter of fact, our first day in the field. Very first. You shot a nice bull, Nate. Yeah. Yeah, it just came together really, really well. Um, I'd been up there scouting a little bit and doing some light hunting. Just waiting for you to show up, and I believe uh, Kurt was supposed to show up too. And then, oh yeah, I think a little COVID action yeah. that held him back COVID. for three days. So yep. you were right on deck, and yeah, we went so to a water hole situation, yep. and ran just before to, dark, ran over to a honey hole that I got that has been really good to me. Um, and we we'd almost given up for the night. We were just starting to goof off and get a little bit louder and here came the elk just on a dead run to us if i remember right like junior was starting to he was having troubles oh yeah yeah he'd he'd been lipping off all day i'm not lipping off (laughs) there there was something there and matter of fact we had to overcome it yeah 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 Yeah. it was a big hurdle i think i just got i just heard like oh no we're gonna find out we're gonna find out and we saw nothing and then Ken is just farting the whole time. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have a good Pack time. Pack it in. And is that yeah, that I'm was done. it? Yep. Take a nap. You know. L- An- luck another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, I mean, uh, the good news though, though, that the the seniors within the you know the leaders showed leadership, stayed in the game. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, Nate was soon to say, "Hey, we got elk coming." So that snapped. Junior back into yep. hit the you into know what, mode. what he needed to do, yep. what his responsibilities were. I'd like to let all of our listeners know that uh, they're lying old people that's <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he arrowed a beautiful five by six or like no, there were seven on the one yeah, side, six by seven, six by seven, yeah, and nice. uh, it. We thought maybe the hit was a little far back. I yep. mean, we reviewed the video and and. Uh, you know, Nate got good good video, and, and we watched an elk bed down once just at dark and then yeah. get back up, and we were able to recover it the next morning. Yep. Yeah, it, it was a, a little far back, but there was good blood. We found the arrow. It looked like a really solid liver shot, so we were fairly confident that we were going to find him the next morning, and it, it didn't take too long that we did come across him. And are you a, a Hoyt shooter? I am. Okay. What, yep. kind, of, what kind of bow do you have? I got a the Venom Pro thirty three. Very cool. Yeah. And so what's I, I don't know much about that one or the stats about it. What kind of a what kind of draw does it have? And uh, it it will go out to a thirty three draw length. Okay. Um, and how far have you uh, been able to get some accurate shooting with it? I why well, I, I shoot year round. Okay. Um, I have a range not far from our house, and I can shoot a hundred yards there. Nice. And so I do practice that far. I don't. I would never ethically shoot at an animal that far, but it does make 50 yards a whole lot more practical and easier to do when you practice at 100. What did you uh, shoot this elk at? It was just a little over 60 yards. Okay. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. So then we fin- finished up that that hunt with Nate and, uh, I mean, the first day in the field, shoot a cotton-picking elk with a bow. Man, we were on fire for 
that, that season of hooked hunting. And because of Nate and his experience put us in that position. So it's been like that ever since. And he looked at me while we were on that hunt. He says, Ken, you got to come out here and hunt mule deer with a rifle. And I got to tell you, I just mule deer hunting in the mountains has just been a absolute nemesis for me. So when he gave me that challenge, I'm like, Hey, let's do it. If I could get her done ever, it's going to be, some hunting alongside somebody like Nate who uh, gets after it. So we did it. We did it on this season just uh, a month and a half ago. And, yep. and Nate, he, I got I to gotta tell you this story. This story is crazy because Nate gets as excited as I do about this type of stuff and to take it to the next level. So to take it to the next level <laughs> to go chase a mule deer in the mountains with Nate Smith, you're going to spike camp. You're going all in. You're making a commitment. So sure as a world, I show up, he looks at me and he's like, you better be in shape, pal. So <laughs> up the kind of, we kind of prep, we do some scouting and uh, he'd, he'd already done some pre-scouting, located some good deer, sent me some images of it. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, this, this will absolutely work. So <clears throat> we, <laughs> we're hunting public land. So what we did was we parked my rig kind of at the trailhead on one side of the mountain and then he parked his rig on the other side of the mountain. So it would, it, it would actually accomplish a couple things. Very important is whether whatever side we, uh, would possibly kill, um, the uh, mule deer is the side we would come off of to the vehicle. So it made sense. Secondly, it lets people know that, Hey, there's somebody up there, um, hunting and that maybe they'll go somewhere else. So Nate had it planned out real well. And, um, he, we, he actually had a tent set up down at one of the, uh, uh, trailheads and beautiful day. We go, we, <laughs> we're hiking up the mountain. I mean, we're like on cloud nine, our feet aren't even hitting the ground. And, uh, we got sleeping bags, uh, bivy sack, I was, ha I had an Alps tent and air mattresses. We're going to be cozy up there. He's got a waypoint. He sent me, we're going to sit right on the edge of Montana. And because of the thermals going downhill, it wouldn't affect the, the drainage on the Idaho side. So obviously we're right on the continental divide. Um, what part of the continental divide? It's your guess. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, we, we, the moon came out. It was like, it was miraculous. I'm taking images because both uh, Connor and Junior knows how talented I am with a camera. Oh, yeah. And so I got my new iPhone 13 Pro. What else is it? <laughs> What's that? 13 Pro. Yeah. Is there something else I'm missing? I mean, unless nope. it's a Max, then no. You're... Max Pro. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. It is the Max. Pro Max. Pro Max. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I'm taking images of uh, Nate in the, I'm talking, the sun was down for an hour, the moon comes out. This is all moonlight, and it seems like it's daylight, the images. It was crazy. Very, so, very wild. Then he takes a couple images of me, and, of course, um, we're just, like, so excited. So we get to the top of the mountain. We're an hour and a half after dark, and, and we're, like, 20, no, we're, like, uh, 200 yards from where we're going to pitch a tent. We come over the top, and there's a tent already there. Yep. <laughs> already there. Take it from here, Nate. Right on the ridge line, overlooking the basin that we're going to hunt where we had scouted these bucks. And, I mean, right where they were sitting, it it blew everything out of there, guaranteed. 
Oh. And Jeez. I mean, it just, it burst, burst every balloon that we had. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, I mean, we were up there, it was late. I mean, we were already committed to this spot. So, um, we, we kind of set up and we just knew that if we got down, down from these guys a little bit, that maybe we'd still have a chance. And, uh, unfortunately when we got up the next morning and dropped over, um, they had, like we thought, blowing everything out of the top end of this basin and there was there was not a deer in sight for the first three quarters of a mile yikes so um unfortunately we did not harvest yeah we didn't connect there because he's like there's two shooter bucks hanging together it's gonna be boom boom we're tagged out you know we're playing golf or watching you know soap operas or something the next day and uh it didn't happen typical um you know, public land hunting, man, you got to dig in, you got to improvise, be nimble. And Nate spotted two bucks on the next mountaintop about four hours later, going to bed, going over the top. And man, there, boom, that went plan, the plan B. And the next day we were able to go up there. And of course, he knew that area as well. And in, in, in years before, that was one of his favorite places to, to hunt. And he had a particular name for this ridge some old timer gave him and he's carried on that name and we walked up that ridge wind blowing 30 it was crazy it's like you know we got to overcome this wind but we got in there stuck it out and um oh nate goes there they are and i mean i looked up and they're running off of the top of the mountain going into the cover and uh so i mean i there was seconds i mean just seconds it happened fast yep Grabbed the weather, be through it over on the swagger, got the crosshairs on the second buck. The first buck had already went into cover. And I mean, it, this was boom, like five seconds. He was into cover that second buck somehow, for some reason, the Lord see fit that it would hold up and it stopped. And I looked at Nate, he's into his rifles. Go, I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be filming, man. Stay focused. <laughs> he whips out the camera and says, I got him. Boom. Yeah. And down went uh, <laughs> Frazier. And so that was our, I think that might've been our first kill of the season. Yeah. Yep. It that, was that we year. got archery was a little tough this year. Yep. So that was the first kill. And, and, uh, you know, Nate, Nate got it done from the standpoint of preparation. He's just, one of those guys that's real giving and, and uh, willing to help others, and he helped me in a big way. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he's he's uh oh, to give right. a little bit of a context of what who Nate is. When you, when I first met him, he's like this big burly dude. He's got a deep voice, <laughs> and you he's not. He's kind of serious at first when you when you meet him. And then when you get up on the mountain, it's just like one fart after another, and there's more sarcastic jokes. Like it was, it was great. Like you're, you're a lot of fun to hunt with, some of the times. But yeah, it's it's uh, you're somewhat of a good guy. You kind of have to. You you got to give and take yeah. when you're hunting with Nate. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I gotta say, take a lot. A fairly easy target. I'm not gonna lie. Me? (laughs) What do you mean? You you might be. uh, We won't get into it now because I'm, Uh, of course, being nice to you. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh Um, I have a question that's I think would be interesting to the listeners, um, just for um, those that maybe haven't gone on a backcountry hunt and whatnot. But where we are, like right now, I want to talk about like setups for sleeping situations because you talked about spike camp you talked about going out in spike camp so i want to like kind of dive through some of the setups that ken buyers you have had f- over the last couple years 
And please, Junior, type in, you know, pipe in Nate as well because you guys have definitely been in some of those situations. But, like, right now we are sitting at a place that has a porta potty that is full. That is very full. Very like, full. Y- you, you sit down, you... It might stay in because of how full it is, okay? There could be contact. <laughs> and um, and it, there is a somewhat a trace of a lodge that is sitting out there that Ken is building um, right now. And so we have, like, two campers sitting off to the side of it. And in the in the footprint of the lodge is two, or was, we just took it down, is two tents and, a, and an enclosed trailer that we stayed in. Uh, me and Junior stayed in the first, and and Ken, you slept in those tents too. The first night that we were here, and the the roof of this lodge or this frame of a lodge is like started, and so the logic I th- I believe is like, hey, let's put the tents under there so we don't have it that much rain hitting it, right? A hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so that that's what I gathered the logic to be, and there, but these boards they have holes in them, they have cracks between them, and so. Instead, the <laughs> the opposite effect happens, and it collects the snow. And then when the snow melts, you just get it's it's like the Chinese torture, you know, where <laughs> like it's just constant dripping down onto the tent. It, it's a, Connor. That's called building character. Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> Overcome. And and the temperatures have been no joke out here. We've uh, we've been below zero plenty of days. Um, right now, it is. It is a hot 40. We are happy to have in the in the upper 30s and, and you know, 40, maybe hitting 40 degrees today. Um, but we've been out here for two weeks-ish uh, about stay, uh, staying in what this is and now very happy to be in the camper because we're the last people in camp. But um, what other situations um, have you guys been with, with Ken? Or Ken, is there any that you can think of that's uh, um, off the top of your head? The one that I am thinking of that's sort of reminding me of what you just said of the water dripping all over the tents is your story about your elk down in the deep Idaho drainage of uh, it's snowing hard, like blizzard snow, and you had to start a big fire. Do you remember that? You, with you? You, with, you with you and Casey. Oh, well, we've had... Before me. Yeah. No, there's been some, some nip and tucks. It's a... It's when you go back into the wilderness and you got your your sleeping bag and your your camp on your back, it gets real and it can get like very for the lighthearted. It's not where you want to be sometimes, and uh, so it's good to be with people who can you know kind of dig in mentally because it's more f- mental than it is physical in the in the big big picture when the rubber meets the road. And there's been times when you know you're. You're like, okay, this is about as bad as I've had it. So, and you kind of mentally say, hey, six weeks from now, we'll, we'll, it won't mean quite as much as what it does right this moment. But if you don't keep a clear head and you hit the panic button, you can get yourself into trouble yeah, real quick. That's for sure. I will never forget negative five degrees, not the wind chill. There was 30, 30 mile an hour winds. So the wind chill was, was lower than that, but it's negative five. We're in um, Montana, Idaho area, and I have to go out and for my morning drop, and in that freezing <laughs> cold, <laughs> it is 
No, man, I will never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> I have never no, appreciated no, a bathroom I, more. I, now, now I'm kind of remembering what Junior was talking about, and that that was uh, we we ran into a blizzard. We were right at the last day of the hunt. We had seen some elk, so we crossed the creek, went over to the other side of the drainage, and this was kind of our last kind of our last blast to make it happen. And uh, just it took us six hours stalking to get to where we thought we would be close to where the elk were. And we, when I came over the ridge, I could see bodies and then a, like a whiteout blizzard hit with wind that was out of control. And so as I'm lining up elk and the herd, the herd of five head of elk, three cows and two bulls, it was a spike bull. And then a, uh, like a four by three, um, was in the herd they ran into like six more cows. So when I came over that little lip and could see into that ravine, I was looking at multiple extra elk and I'm trying to sort things out. I can't see more than about 80 yards where it had been, you know, quite clear where, you know, you could see a half a mile. Well, I'm sorting things out. Casey's whispering in my ear. We're running out of daylight. And I said, that's got to be the bull. I can see every other elk, and, and that one's got its head down and its butt to me. So I'm kind of focused on that. And then Casey said, are you sure, Dad? And I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure. Well, he looked to my left, and he could see the two bulls with their heads together at about 100 yards. And he said, no, 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 they're up on the ridge. They're up on the ridge. And, I mean, I almost filled my any elk tag with that with a cow but thankfully he had, he spotted the two bulls kind of sparring so to speak and so i went you know shifted to crosshairs and and let him have it well it was snowing so hard i shot him he ran um all the elk kind of spooked and took off going to the right and i followed him got another shot into him down he went and uh you know it's one of those things when you're breaking them down and that meat's warm it was actually an answer to prayer because I mean yeah. I was literally all day totally spent physically. It had drizzled a bunch of the day, and then it turned to snow, and you know everything's wet. And so I shot that bull. It is white out blizzard. It gets dark. Casey finds a spot that's semi flat. And there happened to be a bunch of dead wood. So he starts a fire. I'm breaking it down. Every time I get a meat bag full of meat, he's there to pull it up to the tree, which is like 100 yards ahead up above us. And when I got to the last bit of meat on that bull and then taking his head off, I mean, it was two hours later, totally, totally spent. And it was probably like midnight when... We had this huge fire. I mean, Casey had this fire. It was five feet wide, three feet long. I mean, this was massive fire, seven feet in the air. And uh, um, it was crazy. And so we warmed up a rock, and we actually cooked the steak on a rock and uh, elk steak. So it was something to remember. And I think we went to bed at 3.30, got everything dry, and then crawl under this tarp. <laughs> it was one of those wacky things where you don't take your sleeping bag. So we didn't have our sleeping bags with us. So he said, oh, this is a, this little emergency thing. You just slide in there in that aluminum and facing down, you'll be comfy, Dad. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so, but we'll do it. So it, we crawl up in this thing. Wind's blowing 20. Snow's falling off this pine tree that we're under. And it's about two hours later, we look at each other and said, we've had it. I mean, so we just got up in the dark, started packing meat out all the rest of the day. 
Oh my word! Gosh. That is crazy. I'm so glad that I'm not a part of that before. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, you you had another really sketchy one with uh, Casey, where you guys like got caught in snow, right? That was that, that same. Was that, that was that. Okay. Yeah. So we literally we made arrangements with some locals who had had stock. So it's like, hey, we get the we get the meat up to the horse trail, and what they had they keep a wall tit down. It's halfway down this this horse trail, so we call it there's. Uh, outfitters camp but it's not really an outfitters camp but he said we'll get the meat there we'll hang it in a tree and then they'll they'll come in two days later and and then haul it out when they're done hunt their weekend hunt cool well so we do that and then I, I remember casey he had some trail mix left and we're like he's throwing the trail mix out onto the ground to feed the chipmunks foreshadowing and that was our yeah. only food that we had Oh, my heck. So we crawl out and get to the truck. Four hours later, it's knee-deep of snow, and we put the chains on the excursion, and we start rolling out of there. And we it's 17 miles to the bottom, and we got seven miles out. We're still on the tippy top, and we are buried. I mean, the rig is buried. We got no food. We had, like, two old saltine crackers from whatever restaurant we stole that from. And we had like a half a case of water, four pairs of boots and two shovels. So, Oh my word. The next day we get up and thankfully we had a full tank of gas, you know, some those diesels are made to idle. So we stayed warm, had all of our sleeping bags and that type of thing. We got up the next morning to a very, very clear day and the wind had let up. The, the snow was so hard, it had sifted from that 30-mile-an-hour wind that you could walk on top of the five-foot drifts that was in the road. Can't drive, though. Oh, boy. So <laughs> we wrote a, we Casey wrote out a note that says if anybody uh, finds this note, here's phone numbers, we're stranded, we're in trouble, we're, we're without food. And so I walked it a mile and a half to a intersection where it, a lot of times in the first snows, uh, the locals will come up and try to shoot wolves. So we're like, okay, there could be snowmobiles. There could be some sort of quads, side-by-sides that come up into this country. So I walked it up there, and I can remember coming back and seeing some coyote tracks on the road and that a couple mule deer hides had fallen out of somebody's pickup truck going down the mountain. And I, and the coyotes were gnawing on, chewing on those those hides. So I said, I'm dragging I'm dragging those hides down to within range of the truck. Time to eat some coyote. Yep. So we had ravens and coyotes in mind. We were going to shoot either one of them uh, for food. How much ammo did you have? Well, I had, uh, you know, four or five rounds of of some Creedmoor. Okay. um, I wanted it to be within 300 yards of the rig. So it made all that happen. Come back, (laughs) Casey. I'm like, oh, man, I know there's some chocolate donuts that we had had was kind of a treat when we went down the hill. So I can just take the chocolate and just wipe it with my finger from the box and get a little chocolate. I got there and Casey had already done that. (laughs) 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 So at five in the afternoon, I told Casey, we were going to turn that truck around, go back and we were going to shoot an elk or a deer, whatever we saw, didn't matter. And I got out of the truck and I looked and I'm like, Casey, I hear something. He said, you hear stuff just before you die, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) What a great son. (laughs) And and, uh, it was hilarious. But I'm like, no, no, no. I hear something. And I 
look, look, look. And I went around the corner and I look up a half a mile up the trail and I can see three dudes with shovels going as hard as they can go. And I'm like, Casey, there's dudes up there. They had three trucks, three horse trailers. So each guy had his own truck and horse trailer. And they were coming down and they were hung up. So, man, we jumped in that old excursion, throttled her up, started smashing snow again, got another 100 yards up the road, jumped out, started running up to them. And they looked at me and said, hey, are you one of you Ken Byers? (laughs) That is no joke uh, because the locals down there that was going to bring get our meat said, hey, you might run into a dude named Ken Byers. And if you do, then that's, you know, that's good folk, whatever. And yeah. uh, sure enough, they were relatives to them. And so we shoveled for eight hours to get to the truck. But did they have any food? They had fried chicken. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we mowed that chicken down. I said, they got food, buyers. I know it. I'm talking to my son. I said, they got food. I know they got food. And we got, we weren't bashful. So he got any food in that truck? And he said, yeah, we got some cold fried chicken. <laughs> um, What about the one that had the, the cash? Um, Remember what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. You found, you, because I, I know it was with Casey, and I know it had to do with snow. But oh, yeah. I, you, and there was... That was that same hunt. That that was the same hunt. When that, did you find the cash? Well, we found the cash early in the hunt. We kind of... Okay. Yeah, everything was expired in 09, all the food, and this, this was like... <laughs> That's in, your style. In 2013. <laughs> <laughs> it's just age. And you still buy honey roasted peanuts that expired in 2005 and yeah, still eat them. There's... Yeah. But yeah. it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. But that was the sketchiest for us, you know. That the one we'll talk sometime about the the dude from Hoyt because he he that could have been real bad. But that's another story. <laughs> yeah. What about so? What about you guys? What what are what kind of sleeping situations? Well, like uh, Nate, when you go out, what what's your kind of go to spike camping? Are you going out of your truck? What I I like to spike camp. I I like to do that a lot, um, especially like mule deer opener general season. I love doing that. That's like my thing. I want to hear about the one you almost died, froze to death on that one. <laughs> that that was a good time. Yeah, so we, me and a couple of buddies of mine decided that we were going to hike up and stay on this ridge. And it had snowed like Idaho does, like right before the Montana opener. How the wind will blow like 40 miles an hour up there every year, and it's just bitter cold. Well, it did it early this year, and... We had hiked up and got up on top of this ridge in the snow, and we weren't prepared at all. Like, we, we had little bivy sacks and light light sleeping bags, and we just had to buckle down on this open ridge. I mean, it was it was dark, and uh, we just laid there and froze all night long. And, I mean, we, we set up in, in snow, um, and my two buddies had, had a tent together, so they were better off than me. I, I just sat there and froze. I remember them waking up at like four in the morning and yelling at me. He's like, are you still alive out there? And I was like, barely, barely. <laughs> but it, it was a miserable, miserable night. The wind blew the whole time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got up the next morning, packed up our stuff, and I was like, I'm done. I, I can't do this. I, I didn't sleep at all last night. It, and like, we were froze solid, so we ended up, backpacking back out and getting back to the rig, warming up, and then putting a plan together to do something else. But it was bad. Dang. 
Uh, Nate, what about you? Or Junior? I have never been in any situation where I've almost froze to death, or I haven't been in any of those yet. And I, if, if I keep filming with you guys, I'm, it's bound to happen. But um, I grew up in scouting, Boy Scouts, whatever you want to call it. Um, just sleeping in tents. I, I remember during the summer, I'd sleep just outside, sleeping bag, uh, in uh, below the stars, and just having a good time. And um, but yeah, it's. I mean, that's the ex- most experience that I've had building a, a shelter, not having a tent. Uh, I've done all of those, so I've nothing, nothing to that extreme of freezing to death. So, not you're not that sick for an elk or that elk meat. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not crazy and senile. Yet, Cena. Wow, <laughs> wow. So now, so now you're out here, uh, Nate, and you're um, whitetail hunting. Yeah, because that's not something you normally your mule deer and elk, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And um, and so, well, how's your first whitetail experience been? Uh, is, is it your first? No, no, no. I've hunted whitetail before, but uh, we just don't have very many whitetails where I'm from. So, okay, it's we don't have the quality of deer that there are here. Um, and you, and you and you brought out your wife yeah. with you. Yep. And uh, is is it her, it's uh, Lachelle? Is it her first time? Which we'll we'll get her on here here in a second. Is it her first time whitetail hunting or? Uh, uh, for the most part, yeah. We we've tried to do a little bit of whitetail hunting, um, before for her, but it is like I said, we just don't have very many around. You'll see them early on in the season, but then they disappear in November when. The, the late white tail hunt opens up where we're from. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Hey. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool that you guys are able to come out here together and, and do this kind of stuff. And um, I mean, how's how's your experience been now, Michelle? Um, I I would say um I haven't put in my best effort. I've been kind of a lady douche. Can I say that? Because <laughs> I because I just have been cold and sleeping in but it's been good afternoon hunts <laughs> and it's really exciting that now that we're leaving it's like 40 degrees so yeah. i mean you know but the weather has turned a lot but we've really. seen so many white tails so that's been really exciting um i have enjoyed that a lot and and today the last day this morning i did make the choice on one you know it's like your last minute i haven't i didn't fill my tag but we saw a we saw a buck that seemed pretty good, but he needed another year. So it was kind of like that choice. You know what? We're going to let him go another year and grow and, and, uh, you know, maybe yeah, populate some. We're not, we're not killers. We're, <laughs> so, we're hunters. So, yeah, you know, that you choice was made on this hunt and that's, we're good with that. And I'm happy about that. And the, he'll be bigger next year. So that's right. Cool. And, and what's it like? Uh, like hunting together because you guys have kids they're kind of out of yep. the house now right yep so now pretty much the hunting that you do is probably just together or alone or you know whatever right and so what's it like hunting with uh, your husband um be, it's be gentle. Pretty much, <laughs> he seems know, like a pretty hardcore dude you know yeah it's kind of feels like life or death when I make that choice to go. It's like, you know, I, I feel like I'm always choosing death and, and being miserable. It's like, it is like he said, like, I mean, we've slept in a blind for a week with no floor and just a folding chair and just sleeping on the dirt 
for a week. And I, I think that at first I didn't know how he really packed food, but he doesn't. He lives on sugar. So his pack <laughs> is, always, is always just miniature candy bars. And he expects me to live. And <laughs> I think I almost like passed out for days and you just poured water down my mouth. You come in the blind and just like pour water on my face and then go back out and scout and be like, and be like, oh, she's good. I I just, I don't did know. Did you die? And I, <laughs> but did you die? I think I did for a couple days. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know how I got back. That was a fun hunt. Or what was going on. But but it it is pretty extreme. He's definitely doesn't let me get away with... I don't, I don't know, I, driving I around and scouting. Speed. Like, yeah. we are just, we are hiking and sweating and living on sugar. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tried those. What what, what did you give us yes, two days ago? That oh, the was, spice drops. Yeah. Yep. What is that? Uh, it's good luck. <laughs> it's disgusting. That's what that is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Most people say that about them. <laughs> I, I might be a little addicted to them. <laughs> You like those? It's not just like some weird, like, oh, oh no, yeah, I, like. I go after those like crazy. <laughs> that bag is gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They last made them in the 40s, so every bag we find is from 1940. <laughs> you don't find them very often, but it adds to the fit flavor, right, Kim? Yeah. Oh, You're man. I mean, I, the, the more I chewed, the more I thought, this tastes like toe jam. <laughs> so good. And I don't know what toe jam tastes like, but I think I can imagine so what it tastes we, like. So we pull up. She hands them out. She's, oh, you guys got to have them. It's good luck and everything. And and so, you know, Sully pops one in his mouth. Ken pops one in his mouth. Me too. And then we drive away. <laughs> Ken, he turns, he goes, now that right there, that's disgusting. <laughs> I just handed them out so I could get rid of them. So I wasn't expected to eat them. Michelle, <laughs> that was wise on your part. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'd rather have bad But bad what luck. happened right she after that? She knows what she's doing. What happened right after right? that? We go through the fence, and Sully shoots a deer. Boom. <laughs> Mike, drop. <laughs> yeah. Enough said. Sour drop, whatever you call it. Spice drop. He complained about eating the spice drop and then shot his deer. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so that's what you got to do. Man, that was gross. I love it. But right. it was cool to be in the field with you guys the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, and hunting with you, Nate, in the morning, you shot that nice five-by-five. Five. Oh, yeah. Tell us how that went down. Well, that happened fast, really. I mean, uh, we went down into a, one of your little honey holes that you got, and uh, we we spotted that buck quite a ways off, and we decided to make a move on him, try to get a little bit closer and try to rattle him in and call him in. And we snuck snuck over to him to where last last we had saw him he was about 400 yards and uh we had an opening to our left and in front of us and a little bit behind us but um you started calling started rattling some horns and we saw some deer move out in front of us and then we started hearing some noise in the brush to our left and then all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye I just saw horns right right by us 50 yards maybe and he he came around us and he must have spotted us smell this i'm not sure but he was he was on the move to get out of there so really i just had to stand up real quick and as he was moving through the timber i he gave me an opportunity to take a shot and so i i let her rip and down he went but yeah it was literally a hundred yard off offhand shot yeah real quick very fast junior was on the camera yeah got got it on film mm -hmm. it was really cool i mean he was coming into the 
grunting and rattling straight yep. in, but um, I think he caught our wind. Yeah, I think so too. Because so. he, he he didn't come in the way that the does had came out. I, I'm wondering if he had pushed those does out a little bit as he was coming into us, and uh, he knew yeah. that something was up, and he was getting out of there as quick as he could. But it was a nice mature buck, and I think it was your best white tail. Oh yeah, he's by far my best white yeah. tail. So that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. And I haven't hunted with you still. Um, it's all been junior. And so do you have any feedback? You know, I am his boss. Oh man. In a sense. Lachelle, you know, anything you need to say <laughs> you can use mine. Lachelle needs to talk. You can use my mic. Yeah. <laughs> but a- anything that we need to we need to, you know, any any feedback for little junior? I'll be nice to him. He does really good. Uh he, he's 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 that is not what I'm looking for here. <laughs> oh, <Nate>. okay. <laughs> he's lippy. He's stinky. Um, he sleeps a lot. I mean, just complaining. I'm just, I'm just going after what Ken does, you know? I got to follow. <laughs> well, no, um, no, no, no. I, I follow who. He's not being truthful. No, no, he's not. You know, not what's the what's the the seven dwarfs, you know, in uh, the. Grumpy. Yeah, that's one grumpy, of them. Grumpy, stinky, yep. He's sleepy. All of them. Right, there's a attributes of just about every one of them that is negative. <laughs> that's that's kind of where Junior yep. comes in. I mean, yep. there's factors of that. I mean, there should be a like a cry yeah. or a yeah. dwarf whiny. like that, whiny. Yeah, whiny. There you go, whiny dwarf. Yeah, and he's always hungry. Always. Because I'm always off of sugar, just like Lachelle says. It's exactly that. It's just sugar, Lichelle, roast, Lichelle. honey roasted peanuts, which is the most disgusting that's, that's, that's thing protein. ever. That's disgusting. Lachelle, what did he do the first time you met him at the, when we went out to eat at the restaurant? Yeah, do you have any feedback family? for? And, and oh this is this is your turn now. <laughs> What? I hadn't eaten for days. All I had oh, was sugar, no. and then we went to the restaurant where we could have actual food, and he ate all the food off my plate too. That's yeah. not no. I've become no, 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 no. Literally, that care. is what this happened. Is, this just, is all I, a lie. You got to understand that I have become somewhat of a party trick to Ken because <laughs> after I come off the mountain, I am starving. I am so hungry. I weigh like a hundred and twenty-eight, nothing, and I am. Starving beyond. It's all in his forehead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Man, we're almost done with this podcast. I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> but the party trick is, is that after I'm done with eating all my food, nobody eats all of their food, so I will. I'll take off of their plates and. You took off of four. No, plates. no, no. What you did, what you did was, hey, watch this. Nate can eat all of your food. Here, give him the plate. And then Lachelle was like, well, I want to see this. It just starts dumping more food <laughs> on my plate. Is and that so, accurate, Lachelle? I'm pretty sure I went to use the restroom to wash my hands and haven't even started eating yet. <laughs> and I came back and it was gone. Right. Uh, that's how I remember it, too. Yeah. I wasn't even there, and I remember it that yeah. way, too. Yeah, Nate, when Nate orders his food, then he looks at everybody and goes, Sherry, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I in, in some of his defense, our breakfast is like Twinkies right now. Oh, that, yeah, it is weak. Hostess. Until this morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this morning was great. Two eggs, you know, hash yeah. browns. That, you know, thank you. Oh, Appreciate man. that. But we those those up. Twinkies, they only go so far. Yeah. No, Nate, Nate's a growing boy. He's solid. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's as much positive I can give you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks for coming out yeah, here thank uh, you. for Whitetail Camp, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope to see you back, and I'm sure we'll be hunting with you again for elk and everything that yeah, next year. That'd so. be great. Yeah. yeah. We definitely Amen. will.
be great yeah. if I could get some ladies with me. Like, there's yeah. a lot of testosterone and farting. I would love some feminine vibes with me. You know, like For I'd sure. be really excited about that. Well, don't let that fool you. She is ruthless, more ruthless than Nate himself. Like, geez, the forehead joke—it's a little too far. Oh, it's a little too far. I Thank thought you. that'd be enough estrogen with you here, Nate. <laughs> No, I was I was fine with it because <laughs> little Nate was going to be here, but it didn't work out that way. There's just a lot of like pooping pets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, all right. Well, can't can't end it any better than that. No, no, no. Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks guys for coming, and Thank uh, you. we will see everybody on the next podcast.